Blog Talk Radio. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! <laughs> Bye-bye. Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected it's time for another summer of big brother that's right my friends live without a net from dead losers lizard studios down south this is the the troubadour of talk the Toxic Shock of Blog Talk, and your host through the Big Brother season, Sam. Guys, welcome to the Big Brother After Show. We've got a lot to talk about, a lot going on. We saw everything that happened tonight. We're going to talk about all of it. By the way, I want to wish, wish everybody a happy Gastroparesis Awareness Month. I don't even know if I said that right, but happy Gastroparesis Awareness Month to everyone. I don't know... What you get for that, I don't know, you know, who comes and visits your house. I don't know. But obviously people who are dealing with that, God bless you. Hope that you uh, are doing well and that they soon find some type of cure for that. Um, Although we kid about it with Raven because she tends to really, really exaggerate this situation. You can't help but, you know, heart go out to people who are, in fact, dealing with that. They do have a machine in their bodies that uh, is helping them, I guess, digest food. So, you know, I don't have that. uh, So, obviously, I am a very lucky person. And so I do wish people that are dealing with that, uh, I guess, a happy awareness month. It just seems weird to to wish you a happy month on that. But, hey, Raven said do it. Let's do it. Uh, So I want to wish everybody a happy gastroparesis awareness month. Uh, Also, uh, don't forget, we are partnered up with Morty's TV. They are a great friend to us. They promote the show. They do a lot to to get us going. Go visit their Twitter. Um, you'll see them in my friend in my uh, following uh, for for Morty's TV. But you go to www.mortystv.com. You'll see the Big Brother uh, links from there. Follow it. Enjoy it. Uh, go in the forums and chit chat with people that are just like you, who are probably extremely disgruntled with what happened uh, tonight. Uh, some of you are very happy. And that's okay, too. You know, everybody loves this game for different reasons. Uh, But obviously, you know, I think everybody felt a little there tonight. Also, please, if you're listening to this, you probably already know, follow us at the BB After Show. We've been doing this a long time. uh, And I do enjoy your tweets. I try to get back to you guys. I try to to follow you if you follow us. You know, I, I 
I basically just try to do the best that I can with the time that I have, and I hope that you do enjoy the show. You know, listenership really up. Really appreciate everybody doing that and sharing us and retweeting us, um, telling your friends about us, um, keeping it to yourself with your enemies. Um, so I, I do appreciate that. Um, and also, I wanted to give a big shout out to Coke with this new Coke Zero. I'm a I'm a Coke Zero guy. Listen, I got to keep myself at fighting weight. I'm not a young person. So I like to drink the Coke Zero. I like it better. I hate, I hate, hate, hate with a passion diet drinks. Uh, and I've always drink, uh, always consumed Coke Zero since it came out. And they came out with a new formula. Everybody was so scared of this new formula because Coke Zero apparently is very, very popular. And i got to be honest. I'm like Joey Tribbiani. I don't know if you guys watch Friends, but I like it. I think it's good. I think it tastes a lot more natural than the artificial sweeteners that were in the other one. I think it tastes really good, actually, so I'm, I'm excited. Pump me up. Hopefully it's not like New Coke where everybody hated New Coke. Some of you guys are too too young for this, but Coke came out with this new formula. I don't really know why they do this, why they, do, why they don't just give you the option. I mean, they've got 42,000 different varieties of drinks out there that they produce. Why not just make the regular Coke Zero and the new Coke Zero? You know, they did that with Coke. They all of a sudden changed the formula that everybody loves from original Coca-Cola to, like, this new formula. I guess it was, like, in the 80s, and everybody just hated it. Uh, it was just – I don't even remember what it tasted like because I was pretty young, to be honest with you. But I do remember tasting it and, and feeling like it wasn't as good um, as their normal Coke product. And they completely took regular Coke off the shelves. Stuff's been around since, like, the 1800s, right, or something like that. I don't know the history of it, but it's been around a long time. I don't know why you would take it off the shelf and put out a new product and think that everybody's just going to love it. You know, why not? But they did the same thing with the Coke Zero, man. They came in, they just wiped them all off the shelves and put this new product out there. Luckily for people like me, I like it. I think it's good. I think it's delish. Um, so moving on from that, I just thought I would I would shout that out to you guys. Like I said, we're live without a net. What goes on here happens here. We don't edit anything. It is what it is. And every week I join you guys on Thursday nights, 11 p.m. Eastern. It's the best time to do it because there's so much going on in the house, so many things happening that if we went on on Sunday and we went on on Wednesday, and I tried that, we did kind of come together and make an effort to do that a couple of years ago, like a season or two ago, and it just ended up being a mess because you're constantly like following these spoilers that everybody's already aware of. There's some things people know that other people don't know, and it just ended up being kind of a mess. What we find is Thursday nights, everybody's on the same page. You know everything that the people who have been watching the feeds know. You know everything that people who have been reading the spoilers know. The casual listener is all caught up at this point. We know what's happened this week. We're up to a live point. Everything's caught up. So it just ended up being that Thursdays are just a really killer night to do it because uh, even if we did it after Thursday, there's so much that goes on between Thursday and Friday or Saturday, um, that you're still kind of behind. So Thursday nights is, is what you get, and I'm glad that you guys are joining me. If you're listening after Thursday night, I appreciate that too. We get a lot of listeners that listen when I download the show, and that's uh, quite a quite a testament, and I really do, do appreciate that. Um, so let's get on with it. Uh, you know, listen. What a what a really you know I feel like I say this every every se- every week of the season. 
But you know, I tweeted you guys and I said we had a lot of a lot of tweets going on this week, which is always fun. And and please tweet with me. I try to get back to you or at least acknowledge that I got what you said or agree with you or whatever. Uh even if it's not what I even if you're arguing with me, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna tweet with you and retweet uh your stuff, um, to get you out there. But you know, I I said tonight, this is a season that has the cast like ability of fifteen with the strategic numbness of sixteen. And so a lot of you guys agree with that. I just think it's this cast has become very, very numb. The strategy in this game has become nil to nothing. Um, and it's very, very disappointing. You know, when we started out this season, and that doesn't mean this season can't get better, but, you know, you, we kind of start out this season feeling pretty good. I mean, I know me and Renee, who's a big, who's a big uh, tweeter with us and, and has been, um, you know, following our show a long time. Hey, Renee. You know, we've talked about, you know, oh, this looks like a great cast diversity. And a lot of you guys felt the same way, that cast diversity was a huge thing for you. You wanted to see a, a little older players. You didn't want to see these 22-year-olds who didn't really have life experience all stuck in the house making out. And, you know, I agreed with you guys. I completely thought that age diversity was a huge part of this game to improve it and some of what's been hurting it. And here we are with a good age diversity group, and we still seem to be stuck. And, you know, guys, I can't help but wonder, and I'm not here to throw rain on this thing, but I, I can't help but wonder if Big Brother's not dead. And I think we're going to try to talk about that a little bit at the end of the season as we get close. Hopefully things start flipping as we get into jury and we start seeing some real moves. But, guys, I'm really nervous that we're not going to see that. Uh, we've been kind of waiting for something to happen, and it kind of seems like, I, you know, I put a tweet out there that it feels like it's Groundhog Day. I feel like we're repeating the same thing over and over again. You know, Alex wins HOH, uh, as we saw tonight. Uh, and, you know, all you can think of is that you, you just have a gut feeling it's going to be Cody and Mark, that it's too early to make a move, it's too soon to do something. You kind of get that feeling from this group. She's very connected to Paul, and I've given Paul a ton of credit. Now, whether or not I agree with Paul being there, whether or not I think Paul has made the season worse or better is irrelevant. He is there, and I agree with both points that Paul has made the season worse, and he has made it in some ways better. We don't know how this game or this season plays out without Paul being involved, so it's kind of it's kind of hard to say. As he hurt the season, it seems like most of you tend to feel like Paul has hurt the season more than he's helped it. I don't think that that's a stretch uh, for most fans, um, but it feels like we're going to get another Paul nomination, and you know we're going to be going through that this week. But there's a lot of things that have developed that may change a lot. And, you know, we get one more last temptation. You know, let not your heart be troubled. We get one more last temptation effort. You know, whoever you're cheering for may be able to win that. And if it's Cody, you know, he's going to be fighting hard. You know, I, I have a feeling that Cody and Mark have a, as good as any opportunity to kind of win that kind of situation um, where they could probably win POV and win the temptation and maybe stay up the block. And that may need to happen to get the game to kind of flip because Alex is going to have to start putting people up that maybe, you know, she's not close to, but they believe that she's working with them. You know, i got to be honest, I think that's the best situation for entertainment. And I try to tell you guys, before we really get into the beef of this week, I try to tell you guys, I, I need you to understand something because I get a lot of criticism. I'm not a fan of particularly anything. Uh, there are people that I lean towards when I'm watching this game that I tend to I want to see better things happen for. I'm a big underdog guy, although Cody is hard to to cheer for as an underdog, but I am an underdog person, especially when I see an entire house, you know, over and over again, re-nominating the same people. You you just want to see something different. My biggest thing is I love an entertaining season. I, I love a season that has a lot of strategy. 
And honestly, I haven't seen strategy in so long. I thought Vanessa had a little bit of strategy, and possibly, yeah, Derek did. That's a real tough call for me because I didn't feel like that was a really strong cast, uh, and that's why you know I feel like the, the strategy of sixteen, it just sixteen just really had a, a very weak strategy in my opinion as far as across the board. Everybody was just kind of there having a good time, um, and. So it's it's been a long time for me to enjoy real strategy, but this has been a dramatic season. I will give it that, and and I categorize seasons between drama and uh, strategy, and a lot of times the drama seasons are a lot of fun to watch, even though there's not a lot of strategy, there's just a lot of fighting. We seem to, we kind of seem to be feeling that this season. It's not huge on strategy outside of Paul. It's really huge on emotional uh, play. Uh, which can be a huge problem uh, for a cast. Um, but, it, it, you know, I, I just want an entertaining season, and it's really hard to feel entertained. I get it, the drama and the fights are entertaining, but it's very hard to get a season where you're seeing a lot of real kicks to the chest when, this, you know, you're seeing this one person nominated, you know, three times or the effort to nominate this person four times in five weeks. It's Oh, it's it's tough. It is a very very tough season to swallow, and and I think you all kind of agree there. Um, but how did we really get here? Um, you know, we see Josh kind of win this. I, I and I will say it uh, a lucky hoh. I told you guys I didn't think he was going to win a strategic or a strategic comp or an endurance comp. It was going to be kind of a luck out comp that he was going to win. It ended up being the truth. He ends up winning this uh, hoh by a simple you know basic roll of the ball. Um, and to no surprise, we see a lot of drama this week because of, of Josh being HOH. Now, you know, it was mature in the beginning. I will give Josh a ton of credit. It was a lot more mature in the beginning than I thought it would be. And his target becomes Elena at the beginning. And I'm kind of proud of Josh. I mean, there's a point where I kind of uh, would like to pat Josh on the back and say, out of boy, for a minute there, because I feel like Josh kind of, grew up. He grew up in the game. He said, you know what, Elena's my target. I don't know if I want to tell everybody that. Smart move on his part. You know, but she's somebody I want. Now, let's dissect why Elena's really his target. I, you know, it's a it's a great person to get rid of for us because she provides very little for us. We have talked about, and we're going to talk about a little bit more, Elena's on the list of people to talk about because Elena really, we, we said this, she has no real true loyalty to anything. I mean, she didn't have loyalty to Mark. She really doesn't have that much loyalty to Paul. She doesn't really have that much loyalty to Cody and Jessica. Like, it just seems like Elena just does not have anything going. She is in space, floating. Wouldn't call her a floater because that takes a little bit of effort, I guess. I just feel like she's there. And a player who's there, you kind of want them to get out soon. Uh, it's a lot like uh, uh, Princess Victoria. You know, that's <laughs> how far she made it just ate at me. I mean, it just ate at me. Now I'm playing in the game, you know. Uh, you know, I'm thinking about taking somebody like that to the end because I need to guarantee a $500,000 paycheck. I'm not here to prove that I'm the best at big. Brother. I'm here to win money. So, you know, just somebody you keep around maybe to take to the final two, sure. But for entertainment purposes, for viewership, it's just it's just grinding to see someone continue to just be there. Uh, and Elena is one of those people. I think that Elena is somebody that Josh goes after. Because she's easy to go after. I think it's easy to make your own way and say, look, I might have my own HOH. 
and he could have taken out a slew of big targets that really would have made a statement in the House. He could have flipped on Paul. I mean, he could have done a lot of things. But Elena just seems like one of those where you're like, okay, that's fine. I'll settle for that if that's successful because she's really not somebody I enjoy watching. She doesn't provide anything. Um, but what is the real strategy behind going after Elena? It's nothing. I mean, that's one thing I've got to say. There's nothing that really says, oh, Elena's just somebody to go after. Alex is a great target, as we're seeing tonight, that she went the HOH. Alex is somebody that's a danger. Uh, I just think Elena was low-hanging fruit. It might have allowed Josh in his mind to prove that he can do his own HOH without getting his hands too dirty and bloody. Also, knowing that Cody pretty much can't go up after winning the temptation probably threw things off because Cody, I don't think he really was after Jessica. I think Cody was his real, was, would have been really what he settled for. And I think Paul trying to tell him what to do probably got him more convinced that maybe I need to make my own way. Thank God for Christmas. I will give her a ton of credit. I do like her game, even though I told you guys, her big moment dramatics, I, I just really irritate me. There's a lot about this cast that irritates me. There's like somebody that does something out of all of it. And I don't know if you guys feel this way too, but there's just like everybody does one thing that just gnaws on you. And for me, Christmas is just like when, you know, it's like when she had to use her power, which I thought was really stupid. We're going to talk about that. But when Christmas uses her power to replace Cody, it's like, now it's my turn. I have the power. And you're just like, you know, look, you know, it's just like this uh, queen of perseverance, all this stuff. Whenever she gets a moment, she just kind of goes really dramatic. And it it really just (laughs) drives me nuts. Um, and you guys may not feel it. I just, it's just that little bit, you know, Alex, I feel like has an ego that I just really don't understand. Uh, you know, I would love to see her do something this week, but I think she's going to do what Paul tells her to do. So, you know, that ego is kind of ridiculous to have. Um, we see Josh being a little delusional, but anyway, I digress, you know, uh, Christmas this week, thank God that she kind of backs Josh up and gives him the courage. And I love that. I love that. She's saying, look, this is your HOH. This is something you have to do for yourself. Paul does, Paul's been running everyone's HOHs. It's time for people to start doing their own thing and trying to figure out where they want to be in this game. Thank God, Christmas, I will give her a ton of credit for doing that because we almost had a moment, and really Jessica messed it up for us, because we really almost had a moment where, where Paul was going to be a little shocked tonight had things gone the way Josh kind of wanted him to go, and maybe even Christmas wanted to go. And I think that if Elena leaves tonight – we see a shift in the house because Paul realizes that the control is kind of loosening up. Now, we're going to talk about a lot about Paul tonight because Paul is at this point and has been the most powerful guy in the house, player in the house. And he has to recognize that maybe that grip is starting to slip a little bit because he is aware of a lot of things that have been going on in the house that have been out of his realm of control. And so we're going to see whether or not Paul, we're going to talk about this later, but we're going to see whether or not Paul is the real deal and he really knows how to play this game, or if Paul is what I suspect he is, a really bad intuition player that will probably guess wrong and get himself in trouble. That's my predicament or my prediction for what Paul's going to end up doing. Um, but, you know, Josh had his thing set up. You know, we're talking about, you know, him and Christmas are talking about using this hex. If Cody gets put up... Paul gets involved, telling her that this is the time to use the hex and everything. She doesn't want to use it, but lets Josh tell her, hey, look, if you want me to use it, I'll use it. Just give me a sign. Christmas 
I got to give her a little discredit for that. I got to take away some points. I think it was a stupid move on her part. That is your hex, meaning that. And it may have been, well, you guys will have to tweet me if it had to been used by this week. It may have been have to be used by this week because of jury. It may have ended. And if that's the case, then fine, whatever. If that's not the case, I feel like Christmas really should have waited for a moment when she might have been backdoored, where she felt like the backdoor might have been coming to use that hex. But thinking about it now and seeing that we're going to have a nine-person jury, which is just nuts, but you're going to have a nine-person jury, which we really don't expect, I think – not knowing that at the time, I think she would have been better not to use that, thinking that there's a couple more weeks left and that she could use that for a backdoor. A double eviction. Maybe in the double eviction somebody throws you up. Or doesn't throw you up, but they're going to they're gonna replace you. And you just have a gut feeling that you're going to be one. You can pull out that hex and use it to play in the, in the veto. And maybe it's something that she can compete in. But if she, if she truly, truly was using that without thinking about that, I think it was a big mistake. Um, but if she had to use it by this week, who cares? It works out. Cody gets stuffed on the HO, on the uh, POV competition, and he can't get involved. He can't help Jessica. Um, and, of course, you know, we see what the result of that is. But, you know, everything is going an interesting way this week when we see Josh's HOH. He makes his nominations. He's telling people that Elena is his target. Not everybody, but he tells uh, Christmas – that Elena is his target. I think Paul kind of picks up on it uh, because of how some things were talked about. Uh, of course, Paul doesn't like it because Paul wants to control it. And you know what? We say we want about Paul. Paul has good control this this uh, season. You can't fault him for playing his game. You really just cannot fault him. He's playing his game the best he can. I think it all catches up with him eventually. But for now, he's surviving and he's doing all right. Um, but we see Elena, I think she's an easy target, doesn't really want to get his hands dirty, but he wants to make a move on his own. That's the way I see this whole move with Josh. I want to be my own person, but I don't want to be too big. I don't want to be too grown up. I don't want to do something too big. So I won't go after Cody and Jessica as Paul wants me to do. I'll go for Elena. Now, before any of this takes place, I'm going to deduct some points from Josh, too. Although this became a mature Josh at the beginning, I mean, it took like two days before things fell apart. But I told you guys, I think Josh's emotions are part of his, his downfall. I think that his emotions are going to get him. I'm still going to stand by that. I think he's got a bad temperament. I think he has a very low self-esteem, and I think that things that kind of get him rocked get him rocked really well. Um, but I'm going to deduct points from him because of this one major flaw I think he made. If his original thought was, I want to take Elena and I want to take uh, Mark and put them on the block, and he knew he was going to do that, not knowing he's going to win POV or Temptation or whatever, and this really would have worked out in his favor, I think at that point, instead of trying to drop these subtle hints to a very angry Jessica who blew it herself, Josh is right. He told us, he told people he was not going after Jessica or Cody. He wanted Elena out, and Jessica had to run her mouth and get upset and play that emotional game. Her and Cody, both the same kind of person. Jessica, I think, had a mind for the game, but not the emotions. And we see what happens as emotion doors, emotional doors open up, the floodwaters come in, and people start doing really stupid stuff because they're angry. 
Uh, and there's a lot of a lot to be angry about with Cody and Jessica. I mean, they they absolutely have been the center of ridicule. I think that the house has acted like kindergartners. I'm not big on the pots and pans thing. I think that's ridiculous and childish. I said that last week. I think if you're going to play the game, play the game. It's okay to get under somebody's skin, but anybody can bang pots around and throw somebody off their game. You know what? Learn how to learn how to have the gift of gab to win the game. Learn how to have the gift of gab to troll somebody to get them off their game. Don't slam a pot in their face over and over again. I just think it's disrespectful of somebody's personal space. Uh, and I do think production should have told them. Finally, they did, but they should have told them way before enough's enough. Um, but the part where I really deduct points for him is that I think that really the smartest Josh play that I could have seen was Josh to pull Cody and Jessica aside and have a conversation with them and say, look, I know you're mad at me. I just want you to hear me out. I know you don't want to talk to me. You don't have to say anything. Just just stand there. I'm, I don't want to come after you. I want to go after Elena. And all I want to know is, is if I keep you guys off the block, when you're HOH, will you keep me safe? Can we make a deal on that just between us? Nobody has to know about it. I'll leave you alone. I won't bother you guys anymore. You guys don't mess with me. I won't mess with you. We'll kind of keep our distance. But is that something you can agree to? If I don't put you all up, because you got to admit, you don't have your hex anymore. You're very, very vulnerable to go home. If you want to stay alive one more week, you keep me safe when your HOH is or when either of you win an HOH, and I'll keep you off the block this week. Now, that fits right into what his plan was. And I would say, but if you tell anybody, I'm going to deny, deny, deny. That lets you know that I am not telling Paul about this. So if you start pulling that out, he's going to, he's going to be surprised, and I'm going, to tell you you're, I'm, going to, I'm going to tell you you're full of crap, and I'm going to pull away. Deal's off. But if you can keep it between us, you'll see on a, on a, on a nomination that I'm not going to put you guys up. I also have no plan to backdoor you guys. I really want Elena gone. Now, for me to have Elena gone, there's two things I need you all to do. A, I need you guys not to let her or Mark win that POV, and I need for you guys to work Elena up to the point where she breaks, where she gets emotional. I need you guys to get her manipulated, get her worked up, get her off her game, get her to do something that's going to garner the votes towards her way. I need you guys to do that for me. If you'll do those two things, now if you if you muff this up, I gotta play I gotta play my hand, okay? So if you muff it up, I I I've gotta do what I've gotta do. But if you can do those things for me and I keep you off the block, I want guaranteed safety when you guys are HOH. Very dumb move on Josh's part. I think that would have been I think that would have gone over probably like a lead balloon, but there's that small possibility that Cody and Jessica say, Yeah, okay, fine, whatever. We'll see it when we'll see it. Well when they don't go up, then they go, Well, maybe he's serious. Now, he can always break it, and, that, and that's part of this game. I mean, I know people don't like promises being broken, and we're in this new age of Big Brother where people shouldn't lie, cheat, or steal, or manipulate on this show. But I'm telling you guys, the best seasons are seasons where people are backstabbing each other. The best seasons are pe- seasons where people are lying. The best seasons are where people are playing whatever strategy they have to do to win that money. That's when you get real, true, great strategy in this game. And it would have been okay for Josh to turn around and break that promise if something unruly happens that forces him to do that. Now, what happens? Cody ends up winning this temptation to keep him off the block, right? So Josh has no worries about being able to put Cody up. Nobody can talk him into it. He's good to go. Jessica loses 
Jessica loses the uh, the POV. Or no, 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 I'm sorry. She loses the, the temptation thing. So she's automatically on the block. Josh breaks no commitment to them whatsoever. And they can look at Jessica and say, look, I told you I'd keep you off the block. If you got yourself on the block, that's a whole other story. Now, I still need you to keep working on Elena to get her out of here. I do not plan on getting you out. You have my word. But, again, keep it to yourself. Don't tell anybody that I want to do this. But I'm going to try to work on getting Elena out of here, and I need you to frazzle her enough to get her some votes to get out of here. I need you guys to talk to Mark and see if Mark can be convinced to get rid of her, that he's bad for her game, whatever you need to do. I think that would have been extremely smart on Josh's part. But what we're finding out this season is that people are not really thinking ahead. We talked about this last week. Jessica's in this conversation with Paul where Paul doesn't want her to use this hex to help Cody, and instead they try to make a deal that she won't use the hex if they don't vote for her. Well, my dear, by the time that you find out they, they voted for you, you can't use a hex. The deal should have been take me down. I won't use the hex. Cody will go home. She would have had the hex this week. She would have been good to go. So it's one of those situations where I think there's some bad forethought going on in this game in a lot of situations. And I I really hate to say that I don't see anyone really doing it. I really feel like Paul himself should have a Final Four locked, a Final Four solid locked right now. And it doesn't seem like he's made that kind of commitment yet. He's done a lot of talking, but he really hasn't looked at four people and said, these are the people that I'm going to ride or die with. (coughs) He needs to do that soon, though, because I think things are going to start falling a little bit around him. Um, But, listen, Josh misses a really great opportunity to to build himself a safety cushion there. Um, And then we see this fight break out. Josh is trying to tell her in Josh's really weird way that she's not a target, which should have been done in private, which shouldn't have been done where anybody could hear it. And he should have said, you know what, I need to squash this beef with with Jessica and Cody. We need to have peace in this house for this week. Yes, I'm putting her up. Yes, she's going home. I'm going to have a private conversation with Jessica and Cody, just me. We need to squash this and get everything's getting crazy. And then have the opportunity to kind of go and talk to them in private without being bothered by Paul or Christmas or everybody else who wants to linger around like vultures and wait for the conversation so they can hear everything. But this Josh and Cody and Jessica fight starts up, and I do blame Jessica strictly for it. I blame Cody strictly for it. Listen, Cody, is he good for the game? He is the anti-Paul. Anytime you have the anti-player of the player who's ruling the house, it's a good thing. And Paul needs to recognize this as well. Now we're going to talk a little strategic, strategery here, which is that Paul needs to recognize that Cody being in that house takes the target off of him tremendously. The minute that Cody is gone from this house, Paul becomes the guy that everybody begins to kind of get suspicious of. Okay? Paul is not thinking ahead. Paul would have been smart early on when Cody returned to try to squash the issues they had and maybe make a secret bond between the two of them to work together, knowing that the rest of the house was going to be gunning for Cody. I think that would have probably helped him out a little bit going down the road. This is where you start planning for the future. This is where you've got an opening game. It's like chess for those of you who play it. You've got an opening game, you've got a mid game, and you've got an end game. Where we're coming, we're right in the middle of the middle game is coming up right now as we start to go into the jury. This is the mid game. Mid game is to set up the end game. 
these are the things that are going to have to start happening in this house for anybody to really make a name for themselves in this game. But we see this fight happen, and Jessica just won't talk to Josh. And to 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 their credit, you know, it's like watching this huge mess. Uh, and like I said, it's like watching kindergartners, because we're actually looking at people who truly, truly, truly cannot sit down and, and have a discussion with each other. And we see this fight blow up, and Jessica completely keeps pushing it, not to say that Josh has not put them in that position. It's really a see-it-both-way situation. It's a see-it-both-way situation. I see where Josh tried to do something with Cody and Jessica, and it blew up in his face, but I see where Josh has led that to that point of them boiling over, where they don't want to hear anything else to say. I mean, somebody's smashing pots in your face, you really don't want to hear it. I don't think Cody was out of line for getting fed up and saying the things that he said. Josh has said those things, uh, said some pretty mean things to them as well. To me, it's an even swap, childish move, bad move. Uh, And we're going to go to the phones real quick and talk to 404. 404, talk to me. What do you think about this week so far? Well, Sam, I had to call in because I've been listening to you week after week, and I am tired of hearing you just drone and drone on and on without having someone to talk to. <laughs> well, have at it. So you know who this is? I do know it is. How you doing, my friend? I am doing all right. I had a busy July, but I am settling back down for a long August. And, man, does this house make for a long August. Yeah, it does. You got that right, Husky. You got that right. I uh, I don't necessarily agree with uh, with everything that you've said. Uh, I do happen to agree with everything you said about Morty's TV, but other than that, Absolutely. I think we got a lot of differences of opinion. All right, fire away. Where are we at on this? Well, let's see. Uh, oh, I, I you know I didn't plan on anything, and so I don't have my cheat sheet in front of me to go through the, uh, <laughs> I got the list, you on of, that, huh? list of house guests. So I'm just I'm I'm looking at the feeds on silence. So I'll just talk about whoever I see on there. Let's talk about Josh. You said that okay. Josh was started out smart. Josh started out his HOH by deciding he was going to target. Somebody who really wasn't actually going after him, but because of one slight incident that happened a month earlier, mm-hmm. he was going decided that she was going to be his target. But what he didn't do is he didn't build any consensus. He announced this is right. what he wanted, and even worse, he did what every house guest besides Jessica and Cody have done – their first instinct when they have a thought is to go tell Paul. So the yes. first thing he does is he tells Paul, this is what I want to do. And the first thing Paul says, no, that's not what you want to do. I have to convince him to do something different. And that's, of course, exactly what what he did. You said that the fight with uh, Jessica and Cody that was shown tonight was uh, instigated completely by Jessica and, and Cody – but you missed the point completely. Josh had gone outside to tell Paul about the one-and-done incident about spelling drought. Right. And Paul was the one that said, you've got to go back in there. Paul sent him in there. Paul got him wound up, 
and sends him back in. And it's not like you have to do much to get Josh wound up. Paul sent him back in there, and that started, uh, that kicked off uh, the fight. And the result of that fight, Josh is no longer thinking about Elena. That's exactly what Paul was trying to do. You talked about Paul not playing the long game. Paul was playing the jury game. His only interest was to get a full payday by making jury. He gets the maximum stipend amount whether he wins the game or not. He knows that he's still a long shot to win the game, uh, being the, the, the vet among uh, the new players. But the longer he stays in, the better he, his chances are. And there, as I said, there is not a single house guest that doesn't go running to Paul. Jason goes running to Paul. Josh goes running to Paul. Uh, Elena and Raven go running to Paul. Alex is a female Paul, uh, except that she doesn't have the strategizing. Alex is kind of like Emperor Palpatine. Yeah. Because on one side, she's the diplomat. And then the dark side takes over, and she turns into this hideous creature in cat ears. Yes. <laughs> and, and Raven. Raven, Raven. the biggest thing, I was watching uh, uh, Facebook uh, during the show tonight, and the biggest thing that I kept seeing or on Facebook besides where did Matt get the new shirt was right. where, where did Raven get hair? Because that certainly did not look it, like man. Raven's. There, there was a lot of it, and it didn't look the same color. And it's like, you know, where did that come from? Um, so, but Raven reminds me of Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. Nobody right. really wants to get too close to her because they figure they just might get slaughtered. Yeah. That that that's Raven to me. Um, I would have loved Kevin, you know, bless his heart. He's like the hipster uncle. He's trying so hard to fit in with the kids. Um, And I think he's done a pretty good job of it until this week. I wish, number one, if he had understood the game more and if he had understood the other house guests, as a lot of people were crediting him with uh, for the last couple of weeks as – you know, being a good read on his fellow housemates, he would have known that including Paul in any deal would have been a non with, with Cody, Cody would have been oh, yeah. a non starter. Yeah. Uh yeah, what I, I wish he had that. done I wish he had done and they could have ruled that the house is if he, Jason, Mark and Cody formed an alliance. That's exactly what I was thinking coming. Four strong, they would have had uh, um, Elena as a side vote. Um, uh, That would have given them the five they need as a majority, as long as none of them are nominated. Uh, And they would have been able to, uh, uh, if if one of them made HOH, they would have been able to control things. Um, As it is, you know, Alex is, is like many Paul uh, in HOH this week. So unless she grows a, a spine, she's going to uh, 
let Paul build consensus by implanting the idea of uh, who goes up against um, uh, uh, Cody. I guarantee you it's going to be Cody and Mark. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Cody. Up. I agree 100%. Yep. And unless one of them wins uh, Temptation, and, and frankly, I'm hoping Cody will win the Temptation Cup because I am all about the chaos. Yeah, I, I would agree 100%. I, I, I would have loved and I to think Mark's Cody capable of winning HOH. a POV. And- I I would have loved to see Cody win HOH, and you can really tell he was disappointed when he went out uh, because everybody in the game would be panicking, and they would have no choice but to kiss up to him. And to see them all go up to HOH, plead their case about how it was really Jess and not him, and they want to work with him, and Cody sits there stone-faced, giving them nothing. Yes. Now, I think I, I think I Cody un- would have been the best person for that. I agree. I have an unpopular view. I am uh, was not a Cody fan at the start, uh, but I didn't understand him well at the beginning. I also went on a couple of very long trips uh, for the first month of the season, so I didn't really get a chance to watch the feeds. All I was doing was reading the updates from. Uh, uh, the Morty's TV uh, live feed updating team. And by the way, we are desperate for volunteers because we've got updaters whose kids have gone back to school and their schedules have changed. And oh, wow. uh, so anybody who's interested in, in volunteering, please come to Morty's TV and uh, uh, check us out. Uh, but back to Cody. Cody is a decorated um, uh, soldier, uh Marines, I think he was in the Air Force eight years in uh, Iraq and Afghanistan. And let me tell you, that is not easy duty. The other people in the house, they have lived cushy lives. Even the ones that have uh, genetic disorders that nobody can pronounce uh, and um, uh, people who get, you know, thrown off bulls for a living and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, I have mad respect for anybody who volunteers uh, to serve in the armed forces um, and people who it, – it drives me crazy when I read the comments that, you know, Cody is the bully and, and Cody is violent and Cody is threatening and intimidating. And you know what? He's not. He has been reserved. He has been disciplined. He has been everything that a Marine is expected to be. You can see his military training and his demeanor. You can see it in the way he has difficulty, had difficulty uh, relating to Jess uh, at times when she expected certain things of him as a man, and they weren't things that, that he could give her uh, because that's just not the way – he was trained, and right. you know the whole the whole point when you join the army you go, or the military, you go into basic training, and the whole point of basic training is to break your character down, strip you down to your base, and then rebuilding and rebuild. you as as a soldier. Uh, that's how you have military discipline. That's how you get people who follow orders uh, and who are willing to put their lives on the line for their uh, uh, fellow soldier. Uh, Cody would have done that 
for anybody who was in an alliance with him. He never got, yes, really I got agree. the chance. Uh, he had a bad, um, um, a bad HOH. Uh, part of it was his doing. Uh, he made some bad decisions. Um, at the same time, everybody in the house in that first week claimed to be in an alliance with each other. So, you know, there isn't anyone that he could have nominated that wouldn't have been hurt and upset and blame him for it. Uh, the fact that people are still holding grudges for something that happened week one is just mind blowing. Um, for all these people that claim to know the game, uh, they clearly don't. Um, but you know, Cody, I think if somebody were to align with him, other than Jessica, he's not likely to get a vote, and she's not going to be able to vote. So he would be the perfect person to take to the final two, or yep. at least take yep. to the final three or final four, because he, if you show him loyalty, if you prove to him that you will be loyal to him in spite of the past history – he will defend you, and he will uh, 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 support you, and he will keep you in the game with every uh, fiber in his being. Um, the others won't do that. It's going to be very interesting when they finally do have to start turning on each other because, as you noted, there aren't any side alliances. Somebody was asking, no. where are all the alliance names? There aren't any alliance names because there aren't any alliance. There's Paul. Uh, one of my updaters called it Paul and his minions. Yeah. I think the and minions are cuter. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> the, uh, uh, you know, Paul has, Paul has pulled a bigger mind trick. I was going to use a different word on the house than Maggie did in uh, season six. If you remember Maggie, she had that amazing ability to rally her group against uh, uh, Kazar and his group and just pick them off one by one yes. to the point where um, – what's her name? I'm having a, a, a brain fart there. Um, I want to say Ivanka, but that's Trump's uh, daughter. Um, but oh, whatever her name was. Yeah, uh, yes. She won the final mm -hmm. HOH. And then instead of taking Janelle and uh, uh, insuring herself, you know, half a million dollars because the jury was stacked with uh, members from her uh, alliance because they had evicted all of Janelle's alliance before the jury or most of them, um, she chose Maggie. And Maggie, because she was the leader, won the game. Yeah. I, I remember when, when Yvette's mother came up after uh, they came out of the house and slapped her upside of the head. Right. We all Why wanted you take to take her? The, yep. We wanted to do the same thing. But Paul is doing the same kind of thing. He has used his status as, as a vet. And you notice he always talks authoritatively. He knows what's going to happen. Even when he's just guessing and even when he's wrong, he is ready with an excuse of, why something else happened. He knows everything that's going Do you see any flaws in his game as it stands now? The only flaw in his game is that, and it's the same flaw as last year, is that when all is said and done, 
no one's going to like them. Yeah. And if there's a more likable person sitting next to him, and, you know, whether it's because she was a woman or because she was more likable, you know, God bless Nicole, she did it. Uh, but if Paul had played the social game as well as he played the manipulation game, he would have won. But Paul doesn't play the social game. He thinks he's playing the social game. He thinks that manipulation and social are the same thing. And, uh, you know, it's just like well, Cody thinks so. that I think Cody Victor helped that him the out tremendously last season is the with same the social thing game. As, I don't think he was that good because if he was that good, he would have had the relationships with the jury that would have carried him over the edge. Well, no, what, what I mean is that I think Victor last year made him, made him acceptable socially because I think Victor was a quite good social player, which he was very likable. And being teamed up with Paul, I think, did help. That may be. That maybe, you know, Victor, to a degree, uh, uh, Paul was, was – uh, I think you're probably right. He was uh, – you know, riding Victor's coattails, or at least wearing Victor's coat uh, d- uh, to some degree. He doesn't have that here. Right now, what he has is he's hiding behind Josh. Josh is his go-to guy for creating problems. Alex is his go-to girl for creating problems. Uh, everyone else is just so afraid of standing out, he manipulates him. And I'm watching Josh now. Josh completely doesn't seem to understand that Cody is going to be voting for someone to win the game. Right. He was, he was, right. he at right when Feeds came back, he was mouthing off and, and Paul was telling him to, you know, Jess is gone. You need to, you know, um, quiet down. And uh, I can't see what he's doing running around right now, but it's probably something about Cody. Uh, but, um, you know, they need to even uh, they need to start thinking about how they are evicting people to the jury and how they yes. are treating them in the house before they evict them to the jury. And do you think it's time do you think it's time for that. Paul to knock down a solid final four right now? I mean, I feel like it's time for Paul to make a decision on these are the no, these think, are the final four people I want to do with. No, I think I think that Paul, what Paul's going to do is Paul is going to spend this week making sure that the house is 100% focused on Cody as the boogeyman. And if Cody somehow saves himself, then Mark is going to become the boogeyman. And if Mark saves himself, then Elena's going to be the boogeyman because those three are the least loyal to him. I and have a feeling not that, that, up to Paul, that Cody no almost keeps don't you think, though, in a way that Cody keeps Paul hidden and the fact that once Cody's gone, if he leaves, let's say, this week, Paul becomes a lot more of a suspicious character to people when they start? Because we already kind of saw well, I, Christmas and Josh a little bit, I, I think and I think it's, Jason's it's always been kind of on that edge. I think it's possible, uh, but I think that my my guess is that Paul is going to try and ride keeping the house focused on another target for as long as possible. Um, as I said, I don't see any alliances in the, in, in the house other than the showmances. You know, after, mm. after um, Cody's gone, he'll turn to Matt and Raven, and he'll turn to Mark and Elena. Those are showmances. They're too powerful. They're a voting block. 
You know, he played that card uh, uh, last season. But he'll do anything to deflect attention to himself rather than to create alliances. He does not have the kind of ride or die that he had with Victor. Uh, he has shields, as I said, in the terms of terms of Josh and, and uh, uh, Alex, but he doesn't really have someone that he trusts like he had with Victor. And... Um, or sort of trusts, because I don't think he ever really fully trusted Victor. Victor trusted him a lot more. Uh, oh, I agree. But I, I think that that he's going to try and keep the target focused on someone else as long as possible, and he's not going to try and build an alliance until uh, he has to. And this is going to be a double eviction week, Um you know, and and we don't know what's going to happen on Friday. You know, why are they having an episode on on Friday if there's no yeah, jury, very uh, interesting battle back? Uh, we have uh, Julie gave us no clue as to what was coming on Friday. Uh, normally, they don't have an HOH episode after a double elimination episode, um, especially since the uh, unless they do it live because. The HOH um, uh, is usually the second HOH is usually done later that Thursday night, and they won't have time to tape right. and edit anything for Friday's show. Um, now it's possible that they might do a live. It, this would be the third and final Temptation competition, and they might do that live. But um, that isn't uh, uh, – she didn't say that it would be a live show. Um, and it might be a surprise second eviction where instead of going on the block, uh, the person who loses the temptation competition gets evicted. Now, wouldn't yeah. that be a shock? Very possible. Three people, yeah. three people evicted in 48 hours. Uh, you know, That's all speculation. We don't have any any idea. Uh, and that's very possible without a jury by, a battle bag going on. That that's very possible that they're going to do that. No, no. Julie said there is no jury battle back. I know, but I'm saying She's, with them not doing one, that them doing a, a quick oh, yes. eviction on Friday yes. would be possible. Yes. yes. So, um, so yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Uh, you know, if if Cody wins the Temptation competition. It's going to be a fun week. I think it's going to be if, a good if week. He wins, if, if, if Cody he wins, wins veto, it's going to be. If he wins, if, if he wins the veto, then the second half of the week will be good. Uh, well, but, you know, I think I think concern, if he wins the temptation and Mark wins the veto, and Alex is forced to put up two people that she works with, it's going to get hell of a hell of a lot more interesting at that point. Now, what would be really interesting is if Alex develops a mind of her own and nominates someone other than Cody. But, you know, the chances of, of that happening are, are, are pretty nil. But what I do hope is, is that if Cody is nominated, then, you know, what we're going to end up seeing is another week of let's harass Cody. Yes, and it's and, it's it's very old. It's it's getting it's getting very old. This idea that you know, Josh, I'm 23 and I own a business. There are a lot of young guys who own businesses. That doesn't make them mature. Uh, and you know, maturity is spelled out by action. 
uh, yes. not by by declaration. If you have to say you're mature, you're not. If you demonstrate your maturity by the way you act and the way you treat others, you shouldn't have to. Then you don't have to say it exactly. And Paul knows that Josh is not mature, and he knows that he can push those buttons. And so, if he wants Cody to be miserable, then he's going to push Josh and push Josh, and Josh is going to go and, and do it. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware or if others were aware, but. Um, Josh was instructed by Big Brother to stop it with the pots and pans. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I did uh, see that they found it. You know, that obviously didn't make it on the show. People are upset that, you know, Cody's threat against Josh outside of the game didn't make it onto the show. Uh you can only put so much onto the show. Um, you know, there there are a lot of people who think that uh Jess and Cody were Mr. and Mrs. Devil in the game. Uh, there are a lot of people who think that they were the victims. Uh, you know, I don't know where this this thing "victim" sounds has been a running uh, comment throughout the season. Um, mm-hmm. But there, there's a difference between playing the game and just being har- harassing for vindictive sake. And I think that for the last two weeks, the fights that we have seen have been pointless. They haven't served anyone's purpose except Paul's. And um, they've been very disappointing. And and frankly, given Cody's training, if they knew what we know about his service uh, in the Persian Gulf, he would be the last person I would be trying to provoke into a violent reaction. Yeah, because yeah. I'll tell you what's going to be really uh, – listen to this, though. What's going to be really interesting is that I think at some point Cody and Josh will be in a uh, jury house together, and that's going to be extremely interesting because I'm not sure Cody really cares about making a jury vote at that point if Josh continues to provoke him in a, in a private setting like that. Well, you know, I don't know for a fact, you know, what – he did uh, uh, over there, but if any house guest in 19 seasons of Big Brother ever had the potential for having blood on his hands, you know this is the one. Mm-hmm. So I really would not be poking that bear. But of course, you know, they <laughs> don't know. They they don't they don't know that they they you know they these guys have no idea what it means to serve. I don't either. I, I did not serve. Uh, when I was in high school, my friends told me that the point of the Army was to win wars, so I should not enlist. <laughs> this was back when they still had the draft, so I wouldn't have had a choice. But, uh, right. you know, Cody, Cody is, is – if he – you know, I can't say that he could snap your neck if he wanted to, but, you know, I'm just saying. Uh, There's a good why, why take the – why take the chance? You know, why why uh, <laughs> why poke the hornet's nest? Why uh, right. you know poke a stick at the rattlesnake? Uh, um, and and you notice again, Paul isn't doing it himself. Paul was pushing Josh out there. Uh, if anybody yeah, was going to get hurt, think, it was going to be Josh. I think you're uh, I I got a, another bone to pick. I know you had a whole bunch of other stuff to do on the show, but I'm kind of you know taking it over on you. Uh, That's okay. You've been saying that Raven, or not Raven, that uh, Christmas doesn't deserve to be in the game. 
Christmas is not a competition threat. Let's face no, it. What I, no, what I'm saying but, is, what I'm saying is, I, I think that he is going to have to rely game. on strategy. She has been playing the game. She has been working strategy. She tried to, to get into Josh's ear, uh, mm-hmm. but Josh was too well trained and goes straight to Paul. Yeah. You know, so so Christmas tells Josh about her uh, uh, her temptation, and he goes straight to Paul with it. What Paul? What right. should I do? And Paul says, "Well, of course you should keep Cody off the block because it serves Paul's interest. Doesn't serve your interest, but I don't care about your interest." Uh, Christmas at least tried, and there have been a couple of other conversations where I've seen her talking uh, uh, game and thinking strategically. I'm not a big fan of hers. Uh, I, I I just her, her personality rubs me wrong. Uh, I don't think that uh, – I don't know. This is, again, I don't know for sure, but I can't suspect that her injury is not as severe as she has told the house. Remember, we only know what she says to the other house guests. Right. We have no right. medical report from Big Brother. Uh, so she says it's going to take a year and she'll never be able to walk the same again. Uh, we don't know if that's really the case or not. Uh, that's a great point. She, she's point. in she's in a pretty good mood considering, you know, that she if she had a, a, a life altering uh injury like that. Um but uh I don't think she's wallowing in it. I do think she's using it as much as she can without going overboard. Um you know, unlike uh, uh you know, Raven who is craving attention. I think you mentioned that uh, previously as well. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. have a, a uh, live feed uh, meme contest at Morty's TV where every week we encourage people to take screenshots uh, using the BB Viewer app or some other uh, program uh, and then convert them into memes. Uh, and we had one that almost won the contest this year. I really liked it. It was a Raven who said um, – uh, Something like production stop I hurt my foot And she was pointing To herself Or I'm sorry she hurt her hand And she was pointing to her hand And I I told my team If she had been doing a timeout Sign Instead of pointing (laughs) to her hand That would have been a win Because that would you know, It would have been so funny And so true At the same time and uh, uh, because she has sought any opportunity, uh, you know, to, to seek out attention uh, uh, for herself. Uh, so that's, you know, again, that's partly why I think of her as Harley Quinn. Uh, <laughs> because she loves to have attention on herself uh, while being. Uh, somebody who's unpredictable and, and dangerous. Uh, well, great but, points. Uh, anyway, always, great points as always, my friend. I appreciate you calling in. I appreciate your work over there at Morty's. I'm going to have to cut actually to a Morty's commercial, and then we're going to come back. But I appreciate you calling in, Fuzzy, and, and help me out tonight. I will talk to you uh, later, maybe at the end of the season. Maybe, Sounds maybe great. some Let's of your other friends. listeners will. 
some of your other listeners will call in next time. Yeah, absolutely. We love it. Thanks so much, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, guys, we're going to come back. Uh, Fusky, our good friend, one of the great supporters of this uh, of this um, blog talk that we do this uh podcast whatever whatever we're doing here uh always a great supporter always helps us out every year uh, i owe that guy a ton and and also listen great points i i see a lot of what he's saying it kind of makes me see a lot of things differently although i will say christmas is high up on my power rankings this week and i did tweet out that i do like her social game right now i made the point that listen there are going to be people that are going to want her out of this game because she's not doing much I think that that is something that is still true, but great point that he makes that maybe this injury is not as bad as she makes it out to be. Listen, guys, hang in there. We're going to be out, and then we're going to zoom through this uh, breakdown we've got going on. We'll do our power rankings. You listen to the BB After Show. Give me two minutes, guys. We'll be right back. It's summertime again, which can only mean one thing. Big Brother coverage is back at Morty's TV. Morty's TV is the website that's been covering Big Brother USA since 2000. And now Morty's coverage is on Facebook and Twitter. So check out our links at mortystv.com slash bb or tvfanforums.com. Jessica letting them know that he's not, they're not his target. Um, 
we see Cody win the temptation. He lives to see another day, uh, but will he live another week? Uh, we don't know. Uh, of course, we see uh, Jessica go home. You know, she said she lost the tem- she lost the temptation on purpose to keep her from being backdoored. I'm not sure if that was really her effort or if that's just something she came up with to excuse the loss. But if so, I kind of see that as a great point. It gives her an opportunity to play for Vito, uh, not realizing that Christmas, of course, could use that hex. But um, gives her an opportunity to play for Vito. I think those are the types of things that Jessica has moments where she really is thinking game. And then there's moments where emotionally she just kind of takes herself right out of the game. Uh, I do disagree a little bit with Fusky on that fight. I think that was something that we were starting to kind of talk about or we had just talked about on, on earlier. I, I do think that Jessica did poke that Josh situation by talking about, you know, spelling, I think it was drought or whatever, and trying to say that Josh is stupid. And that got things going. And Paul has got a great way of making – Really making Josh do his own do his dirty work. At the end of the day, uh, Josh is expendable to Paul, I believe, fully. And there's going to be a point where there's going to be no use for Josh anymore. Um, but Josh is somebody that Paul is very good at using to get something done that he wants to get done. Uh, and I think that that will continue on for just a little bit longer. Uh, but I think jo- uh, I think Jessica kind of sets herself up with that fight. Uh, obviously, she's angry. Um, and Josh begins to flip. I think that is the moment where Josh begins to change his mind about going after Elena. I, I think that I'm going to stand pretty much on that. I know me and Fusky disagree, but I think that that's the point where Josh gets into it. But I agree with what Fusky's saying, and a lot of this has been brought up, and we probably should talk about this a little bit. You guys have had very split opinions on the fighting going on and the way that Cody's been treated and the way Josh has been treated. It seems like it's kind of split down the middle. But, I, guys, i got to be honest with you. Uh, I like to think I'm a mild-tempered guy. I'm not a small dude by any means. I'm not a pushover by any means. But I like to get along. I'm kind of, a, you know, I like to party, have a good time. Uh, and I'm, I'm pretty easygoing. But i got to say, I think somebody's smashing pots around me, someone constantly stirring it up with me. Yes, it's a manipulation tactic, but there is a line. Uh, the things that Evil Dick did, they were a one-time thing. They were effective for his game, and they were a very – uh, strategic thing that he was doing with with Josh. I I think it's just I don't know that it's so much getting under their skin as much as it is he just really wants to irritate them and make them upset and maybe cause Cody to go over the edge and self evict himself by making a violent move or whatever. But I think that's where production has to see that building up and has to do something about it. The game should not be people getting evicted for fighting. We have seen that before. It's not fun to watch. It's not. It's not. Uh, a part of the game, and I think that production should have stepped in way before when they did and said, hey, you know, look, you can uh, you can talk, you can do whatever you want to, but, you know, there are certain things that we won't allow, and slapping pots around somebody is one of the things that, that I think it goes beyond the line on a regular basis. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> on a regular basis. Read in the wrong way. And, uh, so I think that Josh has brought a lot of this on himself, and I think that Cody and Jessica has brought up a lot of it on himself. Now, on themselves. Now, the thing is, is that you know we see Cody go after go after Josh, and this is exactly what I said about Mark. All you know, everything is fair in love and war, and and one of the things that I, I know Mark doesn't have, and I said he didn't have the backbone to do, but I just think that Mark has been through bullying in his life. I don't know if you guys saw the pictures of his before pictures before he started working out. He looked like he was uh, a husky kid um, 
you know, a, a kind of a bigger kid. Uh, I know he played football, I think, at the University of Buffalo, but he was a bigger kid, uh, you know, a little, a little on the uh, what they call healthy side, um, kind of a meat and potatoes kind of build. And he built himself into what he is now, and I think a lot of that probably comes from being teased and a lot of that. And so he probably didn't have the ability to real, or the real heart to go after Josh on a level like that, and he just kind of took it. Um, however, I, I, I think that one thing that we're forgetting is something that was tweeted by a lot of you guys is that, is that Paul goes to Mark and wants to talk to Mark about this fight that, jo, that Josh and uh, Cody and Jessica get into where Cody says some pretty mean things about Josh's weight and his appearance. And, you know, now Josh is crying. And, and there's nothing I can't stand worse than somebody who can dish it out and can't take it. And I think that Josh feels that bill. Now, I know a lot of you guys are Josh's fans, and you don't like what Cody did and all this other stuff. But I'm going to tell you something. If you've got the balls to put pots and pans in someone's face and to say some of the things that Josh has said about how people suck and, you know, nobody likes you and all this other stuff, if you're brave enough to do that, you better be damn well able to take it. And I don't think that Josh realizes that he puts himself in that predicament. I said last week that when he started that, Mark needed to attack his vulnerability, which was his insecurity. And that's exactly what we saw Cody did. Cody attacked his insecurities, whether you like it or not. Josh has set himself up for that. Uh, I know that you're going to say it's two different things. I really don't believe that. And on top of that, we see Mark and Paul have this conversation, which, I, which gave me a lot of respect for Mark where Mark and Paul are having this conversation about where Paul is saying, why didn't you stick up for, if you've been through this and you've seen this, why didn't you stick up for Josh when Cody did that? Number one, Mark says, hey, I didn't see it. Whether he did or not, that's his prerogative. He didn't have to say anything. But for, for whatever reason, it opens up Mark to say, you know what, this house is a hypocritical house. We're sitting here talking about why I didn't stand up for Josh. Meanwhile, Josh has, has, been, has completely irritated and gone out of his way to make everybody or make three people here miserable as he can, and nobody says a word. Paul tries to spin that. Mark says, no, 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 no. I'm not going to let you spin it this way. This is hypocritical. You want to know why nobody's standing up for Josh, but where was everybody standing up for Cody and Jessica and me when we were being harassed by Josh? Everybody thought it was funny, and they still do. We've got a group of people, grown people, that are outside in the yard completely acting like a bunch of fools on crack, with with Cody and Jessica. I mean, there's a point where, you know, you have to just realize how you look. You look like an idiot. And I think that what has happened is a build-up to this point where Cody and Jessica are just fed up. And I agree with Fusky on a lot of points that, that you know, we, we, we understand that Cody doesn't have the social game. But he was casted. And if you think that he had a different personality before he was casted, you're crazy. I think that he was a, he's a guy that has a military type of attitude, personality, where he is, he's got a very calm demeanor, but he has no pushover. And in real life, Cody has been trained to fight for what he believes in. He's been trained that way. And so when Josh pushes his buttons, Cody's natural reaction is to do that. Now, does that make it right? No. But there should be some understanding that this is the kind of person Cody is and that you're going to keep poking the bear like, like Fusky said. You're going to get it. And I think that Josh finally got it. And I think when they get out of the house in the jury house, it's going to be Cody not giving a damn about casting his vote. And if Josh turns him the wrong way, Cody may hurt him. And you may want the feeds in the, in the jury house. Sometimes I don't know why they don't do that. I think it would be fun to see, like, just the common area around the jury house, like, you know, outside, you know, or in the den or whatever in the kitchen, where it's very common where, you, you know, 
people congregate and talk. I think sometimes jury house cameras will be <laughs> would be awesome. Um, but that is going to be one rocking jury house if both of them go there. And I'm not so sure Cody cares about casting a vote. Uh, there's a lot of uh, what would you say, valor and pride that's probably instilled in Cody that will not allow him uh, to be taking to Josh's taunts kindly if they get outside the house. I think Cody is very serious about uh, hurting Josh, so this is going to be interesting. Um, but, you know, like I said, I got a lot of respect for Mark for, you know, kind of standing up to, to – uh, Paul and saying, no, listen, this house is hypocritical. This whole situation is just hypocritical. You know, you guys act one way when it's the people that you like doing it, but you don't like it when somebody's doing it to you. And Paul tried to, ex- I told you guys, Paul tries to explain these things 5,000 different ways. And it is the same every time he tries to explain it. He just needs to get a grip and realize that you're not going to convince Mark, and it's kind of uh, a, a moot point at that, at that juncture. Uh, so anyway, uh, I don't know if we said this. Uh, of course, uh, Cody wins the temptation. Jessica naturally goes up. Uh, and we see Mark and Elena, as Josh said, going up on the block. Uh, I, I saw a little turn of Mark when that discussion happened with him and Paul, which made me kind of feel a little bit like I kind of want to cheer for Mark in a weird way. Uh, I know that there have been moments where he's been a little weak. Um, but will he be a player that gets stronger as the game goes? And will he get stronger if Elena's gone? Um you know, there was also talk about Cody leaving with Jessica. I think that would have been such an awful thing. Uh, I just think it's just a letdown for, for people who watch this show and people who try to get on it for anybody to leave and self-evict. I think it's a weak thing. But I, t- I asked you guys, actually, I said if, if Cody walks out with Jessica, does the season get better or worse? Uh, 47% of you said that the season gets better if Cody were to leave. So a lot of you guys are not on Cody's side. 25 of the, 25% of you says that the season gets worse. I disagree there. I think the season gets, I think the season gets worse. Uh, I disagree with the majority there because I think that you need the anti-Paul in this house right now to try to continue to bring things uh, to this to be a little bit selective instead of just being a complete conglomerate of a lot of people. I mean, watching this HOH tonight, I mean, you know, you're watching literally, you know, I don't even know how many house guests, maybe eight, compete against two. I mean, it's just to the point where, you know, it's just such a dominant season on one side of the house that it's it's a bit boring. You need to see some action. Of course, we had an opportunity with that with Jessica, and she screwed it up. Um, but, you know, like I said, Mark Rizomi, he he wins the veto, uh, puts some veto on himself. He doesn't really – I mean, saving Elena would have been stupid. Uh, so he kind of saves himself. I think he's going to reevaluate his game here. And I think that he's going to have to understand that he's on the outside looking in. And the only other person that he can look over and see that's on the outside looking in is Cody. These two guys have to make a pact with each other that they're going to watch each other's back. It's over. Any kind of getting back in good with group, with Paul's graces and all that, we're in jury now. That stuff's over. It's now time to realize if I'm going to make it to the end, I'm going to have to make some bold moves. I'm going to have to find somebody that's going to have my back. Mark Mark and Cody need to squash their issues uh, that are there, and Cody needs to realize it's time for me to find somebody outside of that Jessica's gone and put my faith in and just ride. And I think Mark needs to do the same. They've got that issue with Elena. I agree completely with Fusky. In fact, I said that I think that this is uh, later in my notes, that I think it's time for Paul to sure up a Final Four. I still believe that. Look, we're going into jury. Things are rocky around Paul. He's aware of it, or he should be. Like I said, I don't think that Paul has the best 
game intuition, um, and I think that sometimes it bites him. Uh, it has worked out so far, but there are going to be moments where intuition is going to be very, very important in this game as we get closer to the end. That's something he's not very good at, and he's going to have to kind of be, you know, his hum- hum- uh, humility is going to have to come into play, and he's going to have to realize, I, don't, I, I can't predict everything. I need to have something that's predictable. I need a good, solid Final Four. I think that group for him is Alex. Uh, I think it's Jessica, uh, Alex. I think it's uh, a- <coughs> Jason. And I think it's actually Matt. I think Raven's completely, dis- uh, you know, ex- disposable. I think you can get rid of Raven. But Matt is somebody who may play a better game when Raven's gone. I don't think you're going to get a better game out of Raven if Matt's gone. You take the dice, you roll them on Matt. You try to keep some people in your corner on vote-wise, but I think you've got to shore up a Final Four. We know that Jason can win some things. Obviously, Alex can too. But I think this situation with Christmas has been strained a little bit with the, with the move that Josh is, was trying to make. I think that exposed, exposed Christmas a little bit to him. Uh, and so we are going to have to see people make these alliances. I think Mark and Cody need to do it. Yes, they need to use Elena. Uh, but it's time to see who's going to fall off of that. I think Kevin is an excellent person for that as well. And if you can get to Jason first, Jason may be somebody you can work with, but Jason is, you know, we had hopes for Jason. I said, you know, I think Jason is the only person that really understands this is a game early on, and then he kind of fell with the Alex situation. These people can't all go to the final two. They're going to have to make some decisions. I ask you guys, too, uh, would Mark become a better player without Elena in the house? 62% of you said yes. I agree with that. I think Elena is a roadblock for him. I think Elena going home tonight would have really helped Mark get his game on uh, and kind of focus. I think he needs to realize that she's a lost cause. I don't know if he's going to have the strength to do it, but maybe, just maybe, if him and Cody align and they pull Kevin in and they maybe search for a fourth member as the season goes. I actually think that this week is a great week if and only if. Well, two things. Like we said, Alex decides that this is a time for her to have her own HOH and makes a move. I think that's a very slim possibility. But I do think that if she nominates Mark and Cody, uh, or if, if we go into this thing with Cody winning the temptation, let's say, so he can't go up, and Mark went in the POV, Alex then is going to have to make a move on somebody that she works with, which is probably going to be Elena and maybe Raven. She's had some issues with, with Matt and Raven, that could be a possibility as well. She may not like the showmances. I'm not too keen on that. But I do know that she has to make a move that would force the game to change a little uh, and actually would help out Cody and Mark to get rid of some of the dead weight. So Mark went in this POV and uh, pulling himself off. We see Raven being the replacement nominee. I Listen, guys. I just I, – it's hard for me to see Raven last much longer. I think the whole thing is getting on everybody's nerves just a little bit. She's not really a producer. She's not really doing anything. She's just there with Matt. And, really, I think a lot of her lies are going to start getting exposed as she starts telling more and more of them. We're seeing that happening. And I think a lot of people are just going to get fed up with her and just say, you know what, I'm going to deal with the social outrage of voting out somebody with this terrible disease but I think eventually it's got to come to a head. And I don't think, you know, I don't think that Matt's going to mind it that much. You know, we saw her make a lie about Cody trying to kiss her and, uh, and all this other stuff about how he would, he would be after her, but she can't have kids and all this other stuff. You know, 
Matt said some things, but at the end of the day, Matt was more interested in getting ketchup for his food. It uh, didn't seem like it really shook him that much. I'm not sure that Matt is 100% into Raven. I just think that it's convenient at the moment. Uh, speaking of other people, you know, we're looking at Elena. Elena, listen, we keep saying it. There's no loyalty there to anyone. She hasn't been able to really find her grip in the game. I think she's an easy person to put up. I think she's an easy person to get out. Uh, I don't see her lasting much longer. It's kind of a shame that she'll make it to jury because I don't think that she's deserving of that. Um, but I think she's she's going to be a target until she goes. Now, one thing that me and Fusky kind of accused me of that I disagree with, and if you go back and listen to shows, I think you'll see where I'm coming from. I, Christmas, you know, listen, I don't agree with her using her hex if she didn't have to use it this week. I, I'm not sure on that. You guys may have to tweet me and let me know. But she didn't really have to use it. I, I fault her for using it. I think it was a big mistake on her part. Um, but I like what she's doing. I like the game she's playing. Now, she drives me crazy with her dramatics. And I told you, there's something about almost every house guest this season that irks me. Uh, like I said, I just don't like her dramatics when she knows that she's on camera. I think it's a bit overplayed. It's a bit annoying. I think it's interesting what Fusky said, that if she, in fact, is lying about her injury, that she may get out of that cast sooner than she's led on to believe, or led people to believe. If that's the case, I kind of feel good about Christmas. I think Christmas knows that this game's going to have to change a little bit by the way that she kind of backed up Josh. She's very good at being the person to go and talk to people, and it kind of self-volunteers to do those things, like when she went and talked to Jessica, and they had that one-on-one about Cody being in the way of her game and whatnot. Christmas is playing a very good social game. I don't you know, at the beginning, my point was is that I could see people saying that Christmas is sitting around this game. She's not doing anything. We need to get rid of her before she heals. Now, if I'm in the house, I get rid of her right before she heals because I'm a, she's, a, she's a player I'm really worried about once that cast comes off. However, we have seen this before, and I said this weeks ago when this first started happening, we see players that don't win comps that have won this game pretty handedly. And at the end of the day, Christmas has done a very good job at putting herself in a very strong social position. She's actually at the top of my power, one of my top spaces on the power rankings this week. So I, I really think that um, I really think that she's in a good spot around the house. I think she can move fluidly if she needs to, and I think if she has to abandon where she's at, I think she can do that pretty easily. Um, so Christmas is in a great position. We saw a lot of her moves uh, the last couple of weeks, which I really really like. Um, like we said, Raven is in that position uh, of, of kind of driving everybody nuts. I, I really don't see that this is going to be a strong place for her. Um, we've already kind of talked about the situation with Paul, but I think that we're going to see whether or not Paul has some game intuition by this game falling apart on him. He's heard some info and some tremors through the grapevine. Uh, Kevin has planted a couple of things with Jason that ended up getting back to Paul. I think that Paul has to recognize that it is time to shore up a Final Four. And like I said, I think Alex gives him the comp ability that if he wins a comp and gets HOH, puts nominees up and can't play the next week, that he can rely on Alex to be somebody that gives him a shot to survive the following week. Jason also does that for him, whether it's win a POV and take him off the block or win an HOH. I think Jason is due an HOH soon. And I think Matt is another solid one that if he dumps Christmas – he can pull in Matt, but I think he's got to realize that we've got to get rid of Raven, find a way to get rid of Raven without getting your hands bloody, 
and see if Matt comes alive and see if Matt wants to play this game. But I tell Matt, listen, if we're going to put a Final Four together. It's going to be me, you, Alex, and Jason. But I need you to play this game. The times of you and you sitting back with Raven, I can't do anymore. I also can't let you tell Raven that we're going to be a Final Four deal. This is going to be an opportunity for you to prove that you're going to play this game. But I need you on the team. If I feel like you're not really putting in 100%, we're going to have to have a conversation. Or I'm going to backdoor you without you knowing it, and I'm going to find somebody else. But you have to get in this game, Matt. I can't do it without you playing this game. But I think that Paul sharing up a Final Four right now is a smart move going into jury. I know that a lot of you, and Fusky included, doesn't think that this is the time to do it. I think it is the time to do it. This house is going to divide very soon. Paul needs to recognize that Cody leaving this house puts a big target on him. I know that he can try to paint Mark and Elena as targets, but it didn't work when Josh tried to do it. I think Josh was going to try to plead the case and Elena needed to go. It was not going to work. Uh, I don't think that people see Elena as a threat. I see Elena as an annoyance, much like Raven. And, yeah, there is a time when you get into jury, those people start to fall off because you just got to get rid of them and they're dead weight. But I don't think you're going to be able to convince people that people like Elena and Raven are the bigger threats next to Paul. I think Paul looks mighty tasty when Cody leaves this house. Uh, and Cody could be the person that survives this week and puts him out. Uh, and that certainly causes chaos in that house once Paul is gone. But I see things cracking already. We already see Kevin putting himself in the position. Kevin, before we get into power rankings, Kevin playing a uh, – I, I really love Kevin's game. Now, Kevin did mess up by making that deal for Cody with Paul, but I think it's something that he can back out of with Paul and say, look, you know, who cares? If he takes the deal, so what? At least maybe he believes it next week and keeps us safe. Let's say that he believes it, okay? Let's say that he wins temptation. He doesn't get put up by Alex. But let's say next week he wins the HOH, and he believes this deal is true because he's got nowhere else to go. I think Kevin was smart there. He's got nothing else to do. Now, if he doesn't win that HOH, we put him up, deal's broken. We can make a million excuses why that deal's broken right now. But for now, let's see. If he wins that temptation and he's not on the block or he wins, or he, uh, he wins that temptation he's not on the block, and he never gets put on the block by Alex, maybe next week when he wins an HOH, he actually buys into that and lets us live another week, and, and it feels like we might work with him. I think Kevin was very smart to do that. Should have maybe done it a different way, but I think he can explain himself out of it. Uh, I'm still on the Kevin being a Final Four guy. I, you know, a lot of people think he needs to win some comps. I don't know that that's really necessary. I think he is somebody who is an excellent example of what I'm talking about, of someone seeing the mid-game. He recognizes we're in the mid-game now, and he's got to prepare for the end-game. I think a lot of things that he's doing are very, very smart. Even though Jessica probably wasn't going to survive, I think his efforts to talk to Cody, uh, talk to Jessica and say, look, Cody needs somebody to work with. You need to talk to him about this. You need to talk to him about arrangement. I think he went ahead and planted the seed that, hey, I'm very open to working with you. I got Paul on my back here. I've got to accommodate that Paul situation, but I am open to work with you at some point. So let's keep that open, especially if you keep, if you keep surviving week after week and you get an HOH. Let me be your boy in that situation. We just might be able to work well together. Um, he's, he's doing really good work outside of Paul. I love how he plants seeds and he just kind of disappears. He doesn't over-push the doesn't over push the seed. He doesn't over push his idea. He just plants it, kind of backs away. Um, and I and I 
And I think that really, truly, if Mark and Cody are allowed to save them, or not allowed, but if they if they can save themselves this week, and they can survive that double eviction, I think Kevin, Mark, and Cody, possibly talking to Jason about maybe moving away from Alex, might be a good opportunity, and it might be a great opportunity to maybe even talk to Christmas about doing this work. Although Cody and Christmas have their issues. I think that there's somebody that is looking for something bigger in this game, and it's going to start happening as we get through the double eviction. Those two guys survived that double eviction. They're in a very strong position to prove to people we're here to play. Why don't you work with us? We can take you to a Final Four. And that's a possible thing for, for Mark and Cody to do if they can work with Kevin. Kevin has an ear with Jason. I think that Kevin may have some influence on Jason if he can paint the picture that Alex is no good for him right now and that Alex and Paul are much closer than her and Jason. I think that is something that Kevin may start trying to do as we go further. So that kind of sums up the week. You know, Fusky got on here. We kind of got talking a little long. But I'm going to go into my power rankings. Uh, and sorry for the rush. I know you guys like to get out of here in an hour and a half or quicker. Uh, so I'm going to try to get through this. Uh, my power rankings may surprise a couple of you. Uh, I thought it was kind of a surprising power rankings when I really sat down and thought about it. When I really sat down and said, okay, this week, where do I see power? Where do I see it heading? Now, it's easy to sit down. A lot of these guys do these power rankings, and it's easy to sit down and say, well, you know, uh, Josh is the most powerful because Josh has power this week. I try not to do that. I try to do a power ranking based on what I see happening as we go further. And at the top of my list is Christmas. Take that, Fusky, and put it in your pipe and smoke it, man. You try to throw me on the – I got you. Christmas actually ends up as my number one in the power rankings. I like where her game's at. She's arranging the troops, I think, to make a run uh, when that foot feels better. I, I think that she's being very diverse in her game where she's trying to spread herself a little bit. Um, so far she's been in very little danger. And through her talks with, you know, Josh and everything, she's already kind of considering that this middle game is happening. She recognizes it like Kevin recognizes it. She knows that Paul's in everyone's ear, and her efforts to support Josh to kind of go against what Paul wanted shows that she is willing to kind of start playing this game. Um, she's going to be an interesting HOH maybe in two or three weeks to see what she starts to do because I don't think that she's going to be doing what the others are doing once this, once this house starts to shrink a lot. Um, you know, she doesn't really let her emotions get her. Uh, like I said, she's very good at talking with people. And I think she can really, really, really secure herself between Paul and Josh, but at the same time not be threatening. I like where Christmas is at. I think Christmas is going to be good for another couple of weeks, but I see her getting stronger as the weeks go, as that foot gets better. And if Fusky's right and she's lying to people about how bad that injury is, she could be somebody that's going to be coming out in a week or two ready to go. And at that point, Christmas is going to be a very, very, very dominating player with her social game and with the ability to win some comps. My second spot goes to Kevin. Uh, I just don't think anybody can be in a much better spot. Uh, nobody really ever talks about putting him off the block or voting him out. Um, as long as there's drama in the house, uh, you just kind of count on Kevin to be safe. He kind of stays out of it. Uh, he wasn't part of the uh, bullying of either side. He just kind of stood back. Uh, and like I said, he's great planting those seeds on people. Um, and he does it without overdoing it. Uh, you know, I kind of like how he moved in on Cody. I like how he talked to Jessica. Um, and, and I think as, as 
as Josh being HOH, uh, you know, never really does Kevin come into the picture. Um, I really feel like if Cody wins an HOH and he survives this week, or Mark wins an HOH and survives this week, uh, you know, if they both survive or something, I, Kevin's not on their radar. I think that's extremely strong for Kevin. That gives them into midweek jury or mid midterm jury. And when you get into midterm jury, the end comes near, and, and Kevin could be a guy. And you know what? Kevin is not in bad shape. Now, Kevin doesn't really try to win these comps, in my opinion. This is not a guy who's got an older body like old Jerry from season 10. This is a guy who seems like he's pretty fit. And it might come down to it that if it is a competition that he needs to win to get into a later comp uh, or a later HOH position, I don't see him winning HOH, but it could be a situation where he can, where he can win himself a veto and survive. It could be somebody that surprises you when you come down to the, you know, final three and you're battling out in the final HOH comp. He's somebody that I could see maybe surprising some people. So don't count Kevin out yet. I put him in my second spot. I like where he's at. And in my third spot, I did put Mark. Now, I know Mark is probably going to be a nominee this week, um, but he kind of won me over with kind of basically telling Paul that he knows he's a hypocrite and he knows – kind of what he's doing and playing the side of the house and playing a little bit of the victim, that he is dominating this game. And I think that Mark is somebody that people will eventually listen to. He's not, a, he's not a hard guy to get along with. I mean, him and Josh have somewhat squashed their issues. They still have some things there. But they were okay up until the drink in the face. That's probably where, where, Mark, or, or where Mark made his big mistake uh, in the house. But um, I think Mark uh, is somebody who – Sees Paul, Paul's leading people into kind of a black hole and, and trying to get that $500,000. And I think that Mark is somebody who can maybe, if he can separate his emotions from Elena, can probably be somebody that a lot of people would be willing to work with. He has shown that he can compete in comps, that he is somebody who wants to be there. Um, but I think that, you know, ultimately he's a jury member. But I think that him and Cody have an opportunity to get farther in the game. Funny enough, my next person in power rankings, and you guys are going to throw tomatoes, but I actually put Cody. I know, I get it, surprising, but I think that Jessica uh, leaving is actually very good for Cody. I think he's going to focus laser in on this game. If he goes up, you better pray that he doesn't get veto because he is going to play. Uh, if he doesn't get put up and he's selected and he's a backdoor plan, don't play off. Listen, if anybody's going to go for that temptation and veto, it's going to be Cody. He's going to hit you twice. Uh, so Cody is somebody that I actually think that if he survives this week, he gains a lot of power. I think that this is the double eviction week. If he survives it, I think Cody gets really strong, and a lot of people start looking like, you know what, the guy's invincible. And like Fusky said, here's an end game point for this. I don't think Cody's smart enough to explain that smart enough, but I don't think Cody's game-wise enough to explain this. But he's an excellent final, too. I mean, he is somebody you can sit up with, and nobody's going to vote for Cody probably. There may be some people that realize, you know what, Cody's made it through a lot of crap. But he's a great guy, and I think it's somebody that Paul needs to recognize as a great guy to take the final two. I think if they can squash, which is possibly near impossible, but if there's a miracle that Paul can take Cody to the final two, it's almost a guarantee for Paul to win because Cody is not going to get a lot of those votes. Now, it depends on how a lot of these jury members leave the house as well. But Cody is somebody that if he survives, he is a very, very strong position for the rest of the season just because I think eventually Paul is going to be a guy that's going to be exposed. 
on the bottom, I know this is surprising, but right on that edge of, of on the upper end and bottom end of the power rankings, you've got to put Paul. Uh, I said this, and I'm not going to bore you with it. I think that Paul needs that Final Four. He has not made commitments to people. I think he needs to. He needs to show commitment somewhere to somebody in an agreement that is a handshake that we're going to do this, we're going to Final Two, we're going to Final Four, we're going to Final Six. Whatever you got to do, it's time to start talking to people to staying loyal with you as this house begins to eat itself. <clears throat> you need some safety around you. Alex and Jason are perfect examples of people that you need to solid up with. They want to know where their place is in your group. It's time to make it that way. It's time for you to lock it down. This is time to go into that position. However, I worry that Paul's not going to do that, and Paul's going to continue to leave himself out there as things are crackling around him because I really think Paul's game awareness is not so much there. He's playing a good game. I like a lot of stuff he's done. Uh, I, I give him credit for this season. If he wins, honestly, at this point, he deserves it. But there's going to be a huge target on his back, and I think he right needs to recognize that, you know what, eventually if Cody does leave this week, I am the guy. I am the guy. And if Alex can help me stay alive by winning HOHs, and I can help her stay alive by winning HOHs, and we can add Jason into this thing, we may have a really solid group here that we can add, you know, three members to – to get that majority vote. And, of course, you can use Raven and Matt for the, for the votes for a little while. Raven, you got to ditch eventually. Um, because I don't know that you want to take Raven to the end. You know, if people are convinced that Raven really is this sick, which is hard to believe after so many people have said, look, she's eating everything in the house. She's not, you know, she's not puking. You know, something, somebody's got to eventually, you know, bell's got to go off at some point. But, you know, Raven's probably not somebody who want to take that final two for a sympathy vote. Some people are going to give it to her. Um, and next down would be Josh. I know, surprising, right? HOH, he's safe this week, obviously, with Alex. But I thought, you know, his first start at HOH made, a, you know, he, he wanted to go out on his own and is doing his own thing. But listen, this guy is really going to annoy people at some point. He has the emotional aptitude of a wooding block. I like the guy probably on a personal level. He's probably great to be around. I have seen good parts of Josh where he has been a, you know, a genuine person, and, and I think that he he can be. But I think that he has the personality of somebody that when things don't seem to go his way or when he is, uh, you know, pushed into something, he jumps on it full thread. I mean, Paul can talk him into doing anything. And I think that this is eventually going to wear on Josh, and I think that already we're seeing a lot of people getting tired of Josh. There's a lot of things that Josh does that it's just going to get annoying, even for Paul. We've seen Paul say a couple of things about how you know, at some point he's got to cut Josh loose. He's, he's, he's easily expendable at some point, and I think that that day is coming as we reach the middle jury weeks. Uh, so I think that Josh is somebody who could be in trouble if he doesn't learn to kind of control himself, and we've seen that. He's dropped the ball on a couple of issues. Like I said, I think he should have made that deal with Cody and Jessica when the getting was good just to keep himself another week of safety. He would be sitting pretty good, uh, and he didn't do it. And I think he's a little bit too trusting of Paul, and I think Paul is going to use him up. And Josh is going to be expendable. Uh, I only got, you know, Jessica went home, uh, so obviously she was the last person on the list. But I think Elena somebody that's on the bottom as well. We've we, – Talked about her to her blue in the face. Look, she has no loyalty. She is an easy person to get rid of. But also low on my list is Matt and Raven. 
They are a power couple in the house. Eventually that is going to get old. Elena and Mark have already kind of found their separation, and, you know, it's kind of like seeing a divorce getting ready to happen. We kind of see that. Paul's already gotten his way into kind of making Elena kind of turn on Mark a little bit, although Mark is not fully on it. I think at some point hopefully Mark wakes up to that. But Matt and Raven are a huge threat. Like like Fusky said, they are a block vote. They're going to be two votes that go a certain way every time. They're going to get rid of somebody that I think that is going to be happening mid-jury again. As we see, you know, as the weeks go, we're going to see that that Matt and Raven are extremely dangerous with their, their together votes, and they're going to be separated. Uh, I just see their stock falling. There are a lot of people in that house that are noticing that, that Matt – and uh, Raven are not doing a lot in this house. And it's really starting to rub a lot of people the wrong way. So I definitely see that they're going to want to break them up at some point. Even Cody has said, interestingly enough, that he wants the couple split. If he gets HOH, he's definitely shaking things up. I think you definitely have to go for Paul. But, hey, man, if you want to break up Raven and Matt, be my guest. I'm okay with that because somebody of those two is going to have to start playing, and it's going to have to be Matt. So I see them on the bottom as well. Now, like I said, these power rankings are rankings that I see as we go and as the current things stand. Obviously, they're very easy to disagree with because these um, rankings are not not conventional. They're not what everybody else is going to put out there. This is just what I see happening as we go. And I have a pretty good intuition about this game. I'm not always right, but I uh, do hit some things good. Um, especially when you guys tweet me and tell me I'm wrong. Sometimes I come out victorious, sometimes I don't. But this is what I see going into the week as where people will be standing. I think we're going to get no surprises. I think Alex is not going to stand on her own. She's going to feel like it's too early. And I think Alex is going to nominate uh, Mark and Cody. I think it's an easy one. But like I said, I easily see a week where where Mark or Cody win this temptation and stay off the block, and then the other one easily could win that POV. Now they're competing against Alex and both of those. Uh, actually, I, I don't know if Alex competes that temptation. I don't think she does. But she will be competing in the POV. That is somebody who's very dangerous to go against. And Alex is another person that rides right in the middle, that eventually everybody's going to look at Alex and really wonder, why am I going to keep her? Why would I want to go to the end with her? She has a good Decent. I don't really like Alex's social game, to be honest with you. I think Alex is extremely cocky. Um, I think Alex is a little delusional. And I said this. This is a cast that seems to be extremely delusional. I mean, we see Christmas say things like, oh, Jessica misused her hex. She should have used hers like I used mine. And that baffles me because you used yours for somebody else's HOH, which was completely pointless. The person that you used to block wasn't even the target. Jessica wasn't even supposed to go home. Blocking Cody did nothing. Um, I mean, I guess it kept Jessica up there, but if Elena was the target, her jumping into that was pointless. If she can use it, uh, if she can still use it, like I said, I'm not sure this would have been last week because I wasn't expecting a nine-person jury, but I think it's a time for her to be able to use that if she's a backdoor plan and she senses that. However, I think that Jessica had to use her hex. She is on the block, and after they make that vote, it's too late for her to do that. So, I don't know where just where Christmas is coming from. Alex has got a very big ego, and I think that's going to be her downfall. We see her kind of open her mouth a little bit, and I think that gets her in trouble. I feel like Josh is a little delusional um, in this game, and I definitely see Raven as delusional, and Elena as well. So 
there is just a lot of people that in this game that are just kind of just, what are you doing? What are you thinking? It's just mind-boggling. It's tough to see these seasons where we're not seeing a lot of really great strategy from a, from a multitude of players. This game, I told you guys, you know, somebody posted something about Janelle. Um, this is a game that used to be about 13 people. Yes, 13. There's a smaller group. And it, I think it made it better because jury came a lot quicker. But it was 13 people that were coming up with their own strategies to win $500,000. Everybody wanted the money. Uh, and we're seeing now in these seasons a lot of people just want to make it a jury. You know, people just want to, as Elena said, that at least she's getting some TV time uh, for being on the block. That's a positive thing coming out of it. So we're seeing just it's really tough to see these people and cheer for them. And I compared it to season 15. A lot of people said, hey, I liked people in season 15. I did not. I think Andy deserved the win, and we can fight about that all day. But season 15, to me, gave you very little to cheer for, and season 16 gave you very little strategy to be excited about. 16, to me, was one of the most boring seasons on the planet. Um, So, you know, it's just a mixture of two seasons that, in my opinion, are not really great seasons. And I'm hoping, hoping, hoping that either Alex decides that she's going to run her own HOH and she's going to tell Paul, you know, I'm doing my own thing. There's other things I want to deal with instead of putting Cody up again. I mean, guys, you all got to be tired of this. And or we see a we see uh, Mark and Cody win the temptation in the POV to kind of block their nominations out where Alex has to make a move. Somebody else has to go on the block for this house to break up. I know you guys are saying if Cody goes home, but you know what? I still think Cody's got a really interesting HOH in him that could that can make the season really interesting. And I kind of want to see it happen. I'm not cheering for him. I just want to be entertained, guys. And I know you do, too. Listen, this is a season where a lot of things are divided. Everybody has a different feeling on this stuff. Uh, next week we're going to see that. I'm going to see if I can find out what is going on Friday. If we get an eviction on Friday – I may save this show until Friday night after we see it uh, so that we can get a good grasp of what's going on. But it's going to be hard to stay off of Thursday, man. Double Eviction is so much fun. It really can change the atmosphere of the game, and I'm hoping that it does. It's going to be a shame, though, if they survive this week and we see Cody go home in the first double and then Mark go home in the second. Uh, You know, I feel like it's just Groundhog Day with this season. We're seeing the same people on these blocks way too much this season. I don't know that I've seen a season – like this other than maybe like 14 where everybody kept nominating Frank and Frank kept winning POVs. Frank was a machine in 14. I mean, maybe he wasn't so great last season, but uh, he was somebody I really wanted to see come back in an all-star setting because he he's changed a lot. I, I like him. He, you know, he's one of these guys that will tweet with me and, and is very cool, but you know, listen, you know, 14, it kind of feels the same way where you're seeing the same guy going up on the block all the time, and nobody's seeing a different target. And it really makes for a season that kind of can be blah. Uh, luckily, Dan helps out with that season a lot. But uh, we're starting to see the case of a season that goes that way and not seeing somebody that we really, really want to cheer for. It makes it difficult. So let's hope for some chaos this week. Let's hope for something to change. Let's hope for something to get exciting. We want to be entertained, guys. Even if your favorite gets put on the block, you got to see some entertainment. We've got to see some switcheroos in this house to make it fun. Let's hope we get something this week. And if not, this double eviction may give it to us. Let's just hope. Uh, folks, 
thank you so much for listening. Sorry about the long play tonight. Uh, we're going to try to shorten it up for the double eviction, of course, next week because we'll be talking a lot about that and what's happening in the future at that point. Double eviction makes it real easy for us to do that. So please join us next Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern, unless I tell you we're going to change it. Like I said, it's going to be hard for me not to want to do a show on double eviction night. I just get excited. Um, so I'm going to plan on seeing you guys next Thursday for the double eviction. Thanks so much for listening. I want to thank Fusky for calling. Guys, keep our number on. Uh, it's a 713-955-0749. Keep that number. If you want to call in, I'll give you the floor. We can talk about Big Brother 19. You can tell me you don't agree with me. You can tell me you do. It's all fair game, uh, and we'll talk it out. Guys, let's hope for a good week. Be good to each other. Enjoy your time, my friends. We will see you next week, Thursday, 11 p.m. Eastern. This is the Big Brother After Show with your host, Sam. It's been a pleasure. See you guys later. Flurries, you better grab a life vest. Did I lie? Yes! Bye-bye! Pull the mask off. People aren't going to like what they see. Looks going to look like flesh on the outside. You rip it open and it's just circuitry and wires. If my plan works, think of this. I'm going to be off the block from a guy who put on a carrot suit, took an avocado bath, took a chum bath, and sat out of an HOH competition all to get me out. Hello? Will? Yeah? Hey, it's Boogie. Hey! Check this out. unscrupulous and unexpected. It's time for another summer of Big Brother.